Greetings to all sentient life forms in the universe. Welcome to Poetic Earthlings, a show that will provoke, inspire, and alter your perception. Remember to rate and review our show on Apple Podcast and other interstellar platforms. Here's your host from a remote location south of the 49th parallel, York Campbell. A single sunflower stood on the windowsill. Beside it is a picture of my forefather. Not many flowers remain. Radiation pillaged the earth, leaving barren lands and warring tribes. I heard the earth was once teeming with rivers and trees. This may be a fable, since everything turned to rubble. Books and scriptures linking us to the past was burned in the fire. There's rumors that humans were once free-willed agents. They were not preconditioned with certain characteristics. A person decided which path to follow and listened to the voice of the spirit. Ideas like this is considered dangerous. If these rumors are true, the old world was destroyed by their arrogance. I opened the blinds, letting in the morning sun. My cadets marched in their shiny new outfits as the red-faced drill sergeant barked and whistled his commands. Following orders, being compliant, is written in our DNA. There's no such thing as a defiant soldier. But I was the exception. Flowers and poetry is not allowed in the Pegasus Station. That's why I keep them hidden. We were trained to be killers. To sacrifice our lives for the greater good. The enemy could attack at any second. To steal our resources and lead our people into bondage. I've never seen the enemy. None of us have. We were told they were disfigured due to radiation and their minds are detached from reason. Drill exercises were conducted each day despite the heat and acid rain. I pushed my soldiers, broke them, and built them back up, making Pegasus the envy of all the stations. I watered the sunflower and closed the blinds from inquisitive eyes. Emergency sirens triggered. Soldiers darted down the hallway in battle formation. Tests were conducted often, but this one felt different. Satellites detected an object flying over the restricted region. Could this be the enemy? A small fear crept its way through my officers. It wasn't pretty. They couldn't keep their you-know-what together. After years of intense training 
and hand-to-hand -hand combat and emergency procedures. They acted like blind mice trying to find the exits. I was not cut out for this, regardless of the DNA manipulation, but I had to play my role. Pegasus needs a callous heart of a warrior, not a soft heart of a poet. I wonder if there's a universe where the two can coexist. My senior officers stood at attention as I entered the Central Command. Lights blinked, sirens flashed, eyes darted at the monitors. On the screens was a spaceship. Its design was unconventional. We heard the enemy is building advanced technology. Could this be it? I took out a fat cigar from my belt, smelt it before striking a match. For the record, I hate cigars. I do this to look militant. I even have an eagle tattooed to my chest. Cigar smoke billowed from my lips. I gave each officer a stern look. Turn off the alarm. The siren stopped. I walked over to my first lieutenant. What do you know so far? Nervous sweat leaked from his bald head. The once confident lieutenant was tripping over his words. You mean to tell me it appeared out of nowhere? He shook his head yes. The vessel stood still like a ghost. Our signal detected one human life form. We tried hailing it, but there was no response. Our computers scanned the foreign vessel and discovered its communication systems were severely damaged. It was peculiar, but was it a threat? Our benevolent government told us not to take chances, that the enemy could attack what we least expected. The officers waited for me to speak. I took another drag of the cigar and tried not to cough. Let's go analog, I said. We plugged in an old-fashioned device, sent a signal, and waited. The person picked up. This is Pegasus. You've entered a restricted zone. State your purpose or prepare for extermination. The weak signal distorted my voice. I sounded like a cyborg. His voice chipped in and out. He mentioned Nassau, mission to Mars, and before the signal went dead, he said a name, Eric Raven. My officers stared at me in bewilderment. I was lost for words. Whoever this intruder was shared my name. We used a tractor beam to pull down the vessel. 
Soldiers flanked each side with weapons drawn. My gun was on my hip. Cigar still on my lips. Doors opened. A man appeared with his hands over his head. The man who described himself as Eric Raven. If it weren't for his poor fashion sense, he looked like me. Black curly hair, dark complexion, lean build and clean shaven, brown eyes, flat nose, and thick lips. To be honest, the resemblance is uncanny. Was he working for the enemy to create a distraction, to infiltrate our system and throw us off balance? He was searched, cuffed, and blindfolded. One hour later, he was brought to my quarters. Guards waited outside. Shackles remained on his wrist. Where are you from? He mentioned cities and countries. I have never heard of, and demanded to know the date. July 15th, 2419, I said to him, as I hitched a ride on his crazy train to see how far this delusion can travel. It can't be. It's impossible. And why do you look like me? He paced the floor moved in circles. His eyes gazed outside at the scorched earth. Whoever this Eric Raven is, he's not a threat. And he's not insane. He's confused. Just like me. The Quickening, written by Dark Samaritan, music by Scott Buckley. Thank you for my listeners all around the world. Remember to subscribe to Poetic Earthlings and share this with everyone that you know. Part 3, arriving soon.